The national sales event is on at your Toyota dealer, making now the perfect time to get a great deal on a dependable new car. Like a legendary Camry, built for performance and available with all-wheel drive, you can count on your new Camry to get anywhere you need to go. And with available features like heated seats and a multimedia touchscreen, you can stay connected in comfort and style. Or check out an affordable and reliable Corolla with a trim for every lifestyle, from the hip and agile sedan to the sporty hatchback. There's a dependable Corolla built just for you. Plus, both Camrys and Corollas are available in hybrid models. So no matter your style, you can drive efficiently and affordably. And right now, your local Toyota dealer has more vehicles in stock and is making delivery on new vehicles almost every day. So visit your local Toyota dealer. And check out amazing national sales event deals on Camrys, Corollas, and more when you visit buyatoyota.com. Offers end April 1st. Toyota, let's go places. This episode is brought to you by Hyperice, the leader in advanced warm-up and recovery technology. They have tons of innovative products, like Venom-heated wearables to help soothe sore back muscles, Normatec compression boots to speed up recovery and increase circulation, and Hypervolt massage guns to improve mobility. Loved by athletes like Naomi Osaka and Erling Holland. Try them yourself. Get 10% off your order with the code MOVE at hyperrice.com. to another edition of the Auburn Undercover Podcast. I'm joined today by Christian Hansen, by Jason Caldwell, and Philip Dukes. Great to have Dukes on. You know, we haven't had Dukes on uh, lately, but we're going to get him on a lot more now. Uh, that's kind of, that's on me, that's on Nathan, that's on all of us. We need to get Dukes involved more because he kind of brings a very unique perspective to the podcast and is able to provide a lot of different stuff that, you know, we're not able to provide. And so that's that's been great, I think, for Auburn Undercover subscribers to get through Duke scoops and stuff like that. And now... Um, Starting a new era of Auburn football. Um, it started on Monday with the hiring of Hugh Freeze, head coach. Um, and then Tuesday, he was officially introduced at the Wolto's Football Performance Center with his introductory press conference, which I think a lot of people would say that he won. I think he had a pretty successful press conference in terms of trying to win people over, or at least you know the people that couldn't be won over. He said, just give me some time. Um, and so that's kind of where things head from here. Now, where he doesn't have time is recruiting. Um, and Hugh Freeze knows that, and that's what we're going to be talking about today. Um, before we get into that a little bit, Dukes, I just want to get your thoughts kind of on the hire and how you thought kind of the process went and landed on Hugh Freeze, kind of just your thoughts on that. <clears throat> I mean, to be completely honest, I really think Hugh Freeze was the guy the whole time. Um, just in my opinion, I think that he's the best fit for Auburn. Um, I think a lot of the off-field transgressions that are being brought up uh, there may be some validity to him, but I think that uh, I, I, there's no way I think John Cohen didn't vet this to the maximum in order to make this hire. And when it comes down to it, just, uh, it, you know, without being disrespectful, just in comparison to uh, the recruiting, not prowess, I say the approach to recruiting versus uh, Brian Harson. I think that uh, Freeze will do a lot better as far as maintaining high school relationships with coaches and staff uh he's a guy that i've heard from multiple high school coaches that is a very willing uh willing recruiter uh will spend time talking to you you're not going to have to beg him to call you um and he doesn't take a ceo approach to recruiting from what i know so i think just that in itself uh what would lend to success for hugh freeze yeah absolutely uh 
cutting in and out here a little bit, a little bit of internet connectivity issues. I think that's on my end actually. Um, but I, I want to just touch on the fit real quick first. Um, and that fits in recruiting, you know, Jason, you had talked about it in terms of vetting. I mean, there's no one that will know more than Rich McGlynn in terms of vetting guys and making sure all the due diligence is done. And so if Rich McGlynn signs off on the Hugh Freeze hire, you can feel pretty comfortable about it, I think. Yeah, no, we talked about it um, in thinking about you know him and, and got it, getting to know John Cohen a little bit. And, you know, we got a little peek inside the curtain a little bit too today about – you know, kind of the process of what went on and you look at it and, and, and it was as thorough as you could possibly be. You heard Hugh Freeze talk about it today, um, how thorough it was and then, and how he never had anybody that, 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 you know, went, went as deep and as, as, you know, behind the scenes as John Cohen did it. That's what I expected. That's what I was told was going to happen. That's what happened. And I think Dukes is right. Um, John Cohen said as much. Um, Lane Kiffin was a guy that was in the mix. But it was Lane Kiffin and Hugh Freeze, and they never wavered from that. I was told by John Cohen that he talked to Hugh Freeze every day for three weeks. So the thought that you know Auburn had somehow backed off him was was not the case. That was never true. Um, he was in it from the get go, and um, yeah, they vetted him to the nth degree, and and that was part of this process. And you know, when you look at it from a football coaching standpoint, you know, people, you know, and you know, and we talked about that a little bit today. Um, you know, just kind of in our group, but there's more to football coaching than one loss records because you, you have to know the talent level you have, what the program you are. You look at it at Ole Miss, especially when Hugh Freeze was there, that was not a program that was competitive with, with the rest of this league. And he made it one by the time he left, and now it is again with Lane Kiffin, but it was not then and historically has not been except for a, a few years here or there. Liberty? was making a move from FCS to FBS. The guy has won games at two places where you go, that wasn't that easy. Um, now you get it to a place where you have much more opportunities for recruiting, building a roster, defensive roster, uh, fan base, support, everything. And he hasn't had those opportunities before. We'll see what happens. Um, what I do know is I think he's a really good football coach. Uh, I think he's a guy that – just by watching him, listening to him, you know, I, I got to take him to his word. I got to take him at his word because that's that's who I am. I'm a guy that says, hey, look, you know, he, he hasn't fooled me twice. Um, he's fooled me once. You know, he's going to have another opportunity, and this is his opportunity, and I think he realizes that. I think he knows that this is his chance, and um, because of that, I think Auburn's going to get a guy that's going to be pretty darn hungry to go out and show the world – um, you know, that he's capable of doing this job. So it should be a lot of fun. Yeah, absolutely. And I mean, to the point that Duke's made at the end and kind of adding on to what Jason was just saying, in terms of recruiting, I think we all feel extremely confident that at least at the top, it probably would have gotten too much worse in terms of recruiting. Um, but I think it got significantly better um, in hiring Hugh Freeze. I think Hugh Freeze is, I mean, he's lauded for his in-home recruiting ability in terms of a guy that can go into a living room, win that living room, um, you know, talk to the kid, talk to the kid's family, and he can win that living room. And that's just not something Auburn had with the last coach, um, to be quite honest. And the last coach didn't do it that often, also, to be quite honest. But I think Hugh Freeze will do that. Uh, I think the first big step was retaining Cadillac Williams. I think you know, Jason had talked about it a little bit, pairing those guys together. Um, 
making them kind of a dynamic duo and those two together going into a living room to recruit should be a fantastic tool for Auburn. Um, depending on how the rest of the staff shakes out, it'll be interesting to see, but you feel, you feel good for the first time in a while about where recruiting stands at the top. Yeah. I, Duke's out and but to add on to that, to what Christian said, Duke, you, you've known Cadillac a long time. Um, right. You've, you, you knew him and, I've known him a long time too, um, in a different setting a little bit, but but new he's always been a quiet guy. Now right. obviously how how impactful do you think the last four weeks have been for him having to come out of his shell now that he can go back in as an associate head coach and be a recruiter? Because it looks like to me that he's going to be a different guy going in homes now than he was a month ago. Uh I just think um, to answer your question, it's almost like, all right, I, I liken it to a uh, to a basketball player that hits a three, and he's traditionally known for a guy that hits twos. So when he knows that he has that shot now, now he knows, oh, I can add this to my game. Okay, I can do it. I, I, I can play on this stage. So now his arsenal, which we know that when he locks in on a running back, he's usually been successful. Um, a lot of people, like even when we talk about Damari Austin, he locked in on Austin early. And um, that was his guy. He really, really likes Austin. But to, to to answer your question a little more succinctly, I think that now that he knows that he has that gear, you're going to see him use it. And I don't think that he didn't know that he had it. I think that he didn't have to use it. He's one of those type guys that I've seen. Like if he, he never raises his voice unless he has to. Correct. But if he does raise his voice, everybody in the room listens because yep. it's all you know that he means what he's saying. So I think the fact of him being able to be that emotional leader to be able and, and one thing I noticed in the Bama game, I saw him start to get on some guys a little more than I did the first three games. So you see that leadership starting to come out. You see being able to not just hug, but also to, not sparing the rod, so to speak, um, when it comes when it's needed. And I think that's a gear that we haven't seen from him. But in order, if you put that with Hugh Freeze and his charming personality, I think cracking in tubs almost. Yeah. No, I mean, Auburn's in a great it, – it, it's in, it's weird to say. After what we've just witnessed in Auburn recruiting for the past year or so, um, Cadillac Williams and, you know, the interim staff really started to get Auburn out of that hole just over the past kind of month or so. Um, and now Auburn is in a spot where – I think if I remember correctly, it's 76 official visitors can still get back on campus because there's 52 that have already taken official visits. And now all of those kids can come back. It doesn't count against the kid. It doesn't count against the five official visits they get. And it doesn't count against the school. So you can have all 52 of those guys come back and you still have 24 official visits remaining for you know other targets that haven't visited yet, transfer portal guys, stuff like that. So in terms of the month of December and the month of January, it's going to be it's going to be crazy, and Auburn sits in a pretty decent spot with a lot of really really talented guys. Uh, I mean, I did a story this morning. Uh, you know, fifteen guys that Hugh Freeze should call, and a lot of those guys are committed elsewhere, or you know, they're five stars that aren't committed yet. But to, to Auburn's credit, and this is kind of the classic, you know, Auburn sells Auburn. Uh, Auburn's still in it. And now they have a chance to capitalize. They have a chance that some other schools might not have to be able to get them back on campus for a full weekend or for a full couple of days. Um, and Dukes, I'll just start with you. Um, we'll go over to the Langston Hughes group because you're very familiar. You know, you've just dominated that recruitment of all of those guys kind of the whole way along in terms of knowing where stuff is headed. You know, you've got 
safety commit Terrence Love. Uh, you got four-star Georgia offensive tackle commit Bo Hughley. Uh, Jelani Thurman, the four-star Ohio State tight end commit. Um, and three-star uh, North Carolina defensive tackle commit Joshua Horton. Uh, Auburn will be able to get all those kids back on campus, um, but they've already been on campus a bunch this fall. So Right. It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. This episode is brought to you by Pepsi Wild Cherry. Pepsi Wild Cherry is bursting with delicious cherry flavor and a sweet, crisp taste that gives you more to go wild for. Getting wild may look different these days, but whether it's opting for a solo Friday binge watch or a big night out, everyone can indulge in their wild side with Pepsi Wild Cherry, also available in Zero Sugar. So grab a Pepsi Wild Cherry and get wild. Yeah, I think, um, so I think the key to a lot of those guys is going to be who the defense coordinator is. So, um, especially Josh Horton, there's some, I think familiarity is going to uh, loom large. So a guy like T. Will, if he was able to come back, I think if T. Will came back, I really think that if he was the defensive coordinator, I think you would probably get at least three of those guys just based on their – I mean, UCF wasn't able – they weren't going to get those guys at UCF, but the relationship was there. Another guy I think that could have a really big impact would be Traveris Robinson. Uh, He had a lot of early contact with uh, Terrence Love early on just to keep him in the fold. Uh, he did. He hit it off with Jelani Thurman when they went to Alabama. So you've got some guys who have some familiarity with Auburn that I think if they were hired, they could seal the deal with the Langston kids. But even a relationship with Cadillac, uh, him calling them before the game, uh, before their last game, uh, uh, their last playoff game, before the game, or, or, or excuse me, maybe the game before then. Uh, or they reached out. I, I don't know how the communication happened, but the communication happened. And uh, I, I think those guys really do enjoy Auburn, but I think it's just going to be the fact of the consistency with the leadership and having somebody at your position that you know is going to be there. So I think it's going to be really important going forward. And with the speed at the staff shakes out, I think that'll probably have the biggest impact on what they end up doing. Yeah, I think those are guys that you would all look at potentially taking a second official visit. I mean, Jelani Thurman has been on campus for six different games this fall. That's significant. You have to read the tea leaves in this situation. Coming back six different times, I don't care how close it is. That's significant. Right, Um, right. And yeah, and it's something else with, with Tank there with Jelani Thurman. Uh, I think back to Hugh Freeze and Ole Miss and his use of a guy like Evan Ingram. Mm. When I think about when I think about Tank, I think about the classic hybrid tight end. I, I don't think about him as being a guy with hand in the dirt, you know, going to hey, go block that offensive tackle. I just don't think that's who he is. I think about him as a pass-catching tight end that's a mismatch. And I think back to what, what Hugh Freeze did with Evan Ingram, and I think about – if I'm if I'm Jelani Thurman, I'm I'm probably pretty excited to think about the potential of fitting in that offense down the road. And like I said, been on campus a bunch, so uh, I don't think Auburn um, is in worse shape with the addition of of Hugh Freeze for a guy like Tank. Yeah, and I think the biggest thing is you're going to see maybe even Friday or early next week you'll see Auburn quickly make a trip over to Langston Hughes just because of all the targets that are there. Obviously, I didn't even mention Air Noland, the 2024 four-star quarterback that's 
I mean, just in the middle of a monster junior season, he's blowing up. He's been a big Auburn target for a while now, but Lanston Hughes is a big priority. Um, I'd expect Auburn coaches there quickly. Um, and where we can confirm Auburn coaches will be on Friday, uh, at least to start the day, is at Montgomery Carver with five-star defensive tackle James Smith and five-star edge Quay Russo. We confirmed that um, on, Auburn, on, on Auburn Undercover on Tuesday night. It's been a long day, um, but <laughs> – Auburn's coaches will be there, and those are probably Auburn's top two targets overall on the board. Yeah, no, you know, going to see those guys, uh, going to Madhouse, I'm sure, as well, where those guys train. And so that's kind of that one-two punch, you know, school and, and Madhouse to see those guys. And, yeah, I mean, you know, you start talking about, you know, quick, easy trip, beginning of the day, you know, making your presence known in those those places. Wouldn't be shocked to see him skip down the road and go to Highland Home as well, where Keldrick Falk is, um, Florida State commitment, who I saw play Friday night. Um, you know, big athletic guy, you know, 6'6", 245, 250 or so, is committed to, committed to FSU. But, again, another guy that's been on campus two or three times this fall. So um, those are the ones you start going, okay, obvious targets for Auburn, and, and you're right. Um, that's, you know, it would be an early Friday for them to get off and, and get off on the right foot and show – Show them, hey, look, you're a priority. Um, that's something that the last staff didn't do very much of and didn't do a good job of. I would expect that to be much different under Hugh Freeze. Yeah, and Jason. He was, oh, go ahead, Dukes. No, I was, I was saying I was just agreeing in the fact that uh, I think one of the, the major goals of these visits uh, to Montgomery to see uh, Quay and uh, James Smith would be to see if they can lock in another official visit. Uh, early on, uh, I'm not sure how much has been reported, but uh, – I did hear that they weren't interested in taking another official visit uh, when they were offered the first time. So I think them going to see them, if you see an official visit get scheduled, I think that that can be what you would call positive, uh, positive progress. Um, and, and a source uh, told me pretty much that uh, Quay was just kind of like, you know, I've been to Auburn a million times already. I don't have to take an official. I, I, I know Auburn, but at the same time, if you go in here, you figure out how to get those guys that want to come back to campus, uh, especially so close to signing day when they should be December signees. I think uh, I think the initial uh, target date was December 16th, I believe, to get them back on campus. So uh, we'll see. Uh, hopefully that works out. And uh, I do know that uh, there will be some uh, Auburn coaches at Langston. Uh, actually, Langston Hughes plays Rome, I think. Yes. Um, uh, at Lakewood this Friday. And then uh, it's a doubleheader. I forgot who plays uh, before them, but you got four good teams that'll be uh, playing Friday afternoon. And I do know that uh, there will be some Auburn staff there as well. So uh, it is it, really amazing to me to see how the, a change in lead. Not, let me not say a change in leadership, uh, how changes right can impact the uh, well has been a negative connotation. It's not a connotation. We, we Auburn hasn't recruited well this year. So now where you're seeing some of those, that, that, that groundwork being laid early on, I think it uh, really spin positive for Auburn. Yeah, I think the biggest thing, going back to James and Quay just for a second, I think, you know, they've been here so many times. So Quay saying that, that makes a ton of sense. But if you're Hugh Freeze and if you're Auburn's new staff, you want to get those kids on campus so they can become familiar with you, get FaceTime with you, and just get to know you a little bit more. So if right. you do see that official visit happen, I think it's huge. If it doesn't happen, I don't think that's the end of the world, but you would right. really like to get him back on campus. Uh, in terms of Friday, you know, they'll be at uh, Carver Montgomery, Madhouse. They'll be at Langston Hughes. 
And then they'll also be back in Auburn because that's the first day that they can make contact and have the contact period. And it's the Super 7 inside Jordan-Hare, which kicks off. I think you'll be listening to this on Wednesday. So it kicks off later tonight with Auburn High against Thompson. Thompson, you know, has five-star Alabama safety commit Tony Mitchell, Stanton Ramel, Peter Woods, Auburn High obviously has Braden Joyner. Um, and so Jordan-Hare will be home to a ton of talented guys coming in this week, and Auburn would be able to get inside the on Friday um, to kind of see those guys play and uh, eat, talk with coaches, all, all that kind of stuff. Yeah, no, it's going to be a, it's going to be a, a really big week. You're, you're right. You know, Wednesday night kicks it off and then Thursday is 3A, 1A and 5A. And so you start talking about, you know, some of the teams, some of the players in, in those games and it's going to be a lot of fun. Obviously you look at it, you know, 5A is, is, you know, you start talking about, um, you know, some really talented players and, you know, a guy like, um, you know, Charles Henderson, uh, Zion um, Grady, young, you know, pass rusher that's on that team. Uh, 3A, um, you know, just got off the phone a few minutes ago with, with Jimmy Perry, former Auburn assistant. K.J. Jackson is a really talented quarterback, young uh, 24 lefty that on 32 touchdowns, six interceptions. Um, so that's a guy to watch in, in that game. And then Friday, it's a, a whole bunch of fun when you start talking about the the, the games and, and, and days going on on Friday. So, um, looking forward to, to this week and obviously uh, some really talented players. And you're right, Auburn, the, the staff, coaches will be able to roam around on Friday, be there, be seen, talk to high school coaches, do all that stuff. And so it's an important time for them to rebuild and repair, um, you know, from a head coaching standpoint, especially some of those relationships that uh, that's so important for, for Auburn and for the future of Auburn football. Yeah, absolutely. I think we'll probably wrap up there. Um, you know, we're still at the very – I mean, we're at the second day, really the first official day of Hugh Freeze's tenure. Um, so, you know, the recruiting staff was just meeting today on Tuesday with Hugh, kind of going through a plan of what they wanted to do. So we're still very early. We had kind of some reports that we've put out on the site, some stuff we talked about now, but things are still extremely early on. As the week goes on, we'll kind of get a better idea. I think you should probably expect maybe a couple of official visitors this weekend uh, and definitely – after this weekend, expect a ton of official visitors um, and coaches out on the road conducting in-home visits. It's it's going to be a whirlwind going into December 21st. Um, and, you know, we'll have all that covered over at AuburnUndercover.com with Jason Caldwell, uh, with Dukes, the Duke Scoops. Uh, we'll have those. We'll have Clemente's Confidential. We'll have a ton of stuff. And that's not even counting the transfer portal that opens up on December 5th. So, you know, Hugh Freeze talked about it in his intro presser uh, today on Tuesday. He said, look, I, I want to get done with all these meetings. I want to get done with all this stuff because I want to go out and recruit. And Auburn staff is going to be doing that a ton over the next few weeks. So uh, keep up with us over there for a ton of different coverage that we'll have. And you know, we'll have more podcasts and stuff like that. And might even have a few special guests that we're working on as well. So stay locked in over there and hope you all enjoy it. We are very exclusive. And get ready. Mom, go make snacks. For sure, Regina. For the movie that hits like a bus in a good way. No one dies. Mean Girls. Rated PG-13. Now streaming on Paramount+. Plus.